You're listening to Spice Radio, 1200 AM's The Morning Buzz with Mankiran and Natasha. And we're talking about a poster that was found over the weekend that advertised whites-only children's playtime, which has sparked outrage in the BC community. We are now speaking to Annie Ohana, educator and activist. Annie, thank you so much for joining us this morning. Thank you so much for having me. Now, I want to talk about what exactly this invitation said and, of course, your reaction to it. And the invitation essentially advertised they wanted a whites-only gathering for mothers in the Tri-City of Coquitlam, Port Coquitlam, and Port Moody, and they're looking for somewhere your children can play with others that look like them. So what did you think of this signage that we saw? It's absolutely deplorable because I think um, the need for safe spaces does not preclude the idea of safety for others, if that makes sense. So I think what the poster suggests is that that being in a multicultural society um, is problematic. And, And you're trying to teach your kids that through what is usually very innocent play, right? You get to know people, you hang out with each other, um, you talk to other kids, right? Just just literally play. And and to turn that into some sort of racist action is absolutely problematic. And, and it creates fear in the community. I think people have to be aware of that. It, it's fine to hang out with certain people and, and all of that. But when you suggest that other groups that are not white um, have no space, uh, that, that just makes people scared of, of what other actions might happen. And uh, there was a message that came from Vancouver South MP Harjit Sajjan. He also weighed on this, obviously saying this is deeply disturbing. And, you know, Canada is a country that welcomes people from all backgrounds. We embrace our diversity. And he said it's truly disheartening to see children dragged into messages of racism. And I think that's the part that's also disturbing to all of us, too, is essentially these parents, this group, they're telling their kids, hey, you know, hang out with certain types of people. Because the one thing that I did see in the message, too, is like saying how we're tired of being the minority. I mean, where have we seen this kind of problematic, you know, messaging. Absolutely. And, you know, it's factually wrong, right? Um, They are not the minority. And certainly from a power perspective, while certainly all of us are going through hardship, be it economic or whatever it might be, um, the reality is that this racist overtone that that somehow, you know, like this racial divide is is inappropriate. uh, When I read it, it really reminded me of other posters that have been up throughout the years talking about white replacement theory, um, the the sense that because we are a multicultural society, uh, because we're slowly seeing equity in different uh, areas the community that somehow that puts down white folk and that's not what this is about um this is about you know kind of bringing justice but at at the end of the day these are kids and and kids you know really when they're born are not born with this so they can be conditioned to believe it and unfortunately that's what we're seeing here um but but it is it's rather aggressive and it's this idea that somehow uh non-white cultures are not as um Oh, gosh, like they're not as civilized, you know, they're, they're barbaric. And we've heard this message so many times before. And certainly, I think where we are, we have this opportunity to say no, right? All, you know, all cultures have viability, you know, and, and actually being with other people that are not like you actually makes you a better person. And you don't need to, to separate yourself. And, and certainly when if people do that, um, it's never intended to scapegoat someone else or create more problems. Uh, there might be an issue of safety in Involved, and that's not what's happening here. And Annie, do you think we see so much of this very problematic uh, discourse because of social media? Because the problem with social media is that it sort of puts us all into these different groups, different ideologies and ideas. Mm-hmm. And do you think that kind of gives power to this very problematic discourse that we see? 
Absolutely. Uh, and we're seeing it, right? We're seeing like radicalization of individuals uh, and most importantly, based on misinformation. Um, you know, there's something called uh, stochastic terror, right? Or stochastic violence, which speaks to the idea that you just start to spread, you know, information uh, that is wrong, that is violent, that, that somehow, you know, it really kind of perpetrates violence. But it, you know, you can't, you can never pinpoint it to one person. And that's what social media does. It amplifies a voice to the point where you really don't know where like reaction come from, but at the same time gives viability to really dangerous messaging that no one's really controlling, and in fact, we're monetizing. So, you know, people are getting, uh, you know, we say clout, right, or social capital um, for being more extreme, more aggressive. And, and, it, and it, I have to say that after the events of last week, one of my major concerns was that, you know, some of the white supremacy uh, behind some of these ideas around freedom and, and how it touches upon different topics uh, absolutely gives a space for white supremacy uh, to reign even larger, and it'll hurt all of us from the global majority um, that might have different opinions about different things, but, but under that is this idea that, well, now we can create more division in community. Um, and so that, to me, is very important to understand. We need to unify now more than ever and really have dialogue around differences of opinion and different ideas, but, but certainly social media plays a role in creating those divisions and, and silos that we never than really listen to anybody other than you know what we want to hear or or people that that we um, find similarities with and you know Annie you being an educator I know that you have like open conversations with your students yeah. you know on these sorts of topics and mm-hmm. conversations mm-hmm. and what would be your advice especially to the parents who are in those communities and maybe their children saw those signs especially kids of color how do you approach the subject how do you talk to them about them and say hey like this is not the normal it's going to be okay we we will get through this yeah, and I think we do that by role modeling in our schools every day, right? The idea that we are very mixed communities, right? That it's beautiful to learn different cultures, different heritage, different ideas. Um, and also what I do is I tackle on, you know, when they say things like anti-whiteism and, you know, all these kind of weird, you know, reverse racism, the, you know, we're the minority, you know, I tackle those issues from a systemic level. Let's look at what's happening in society because let's say if somebody's feeling that, um, you know, uh, when we talk about prejudice and racism against certain groups and someone might say something like, well, you know, you know, I'm white, I grew up poor. Well, let's tackle that from an economic justice perspective and the fact that that reality for that person where they lack power is not based on their skin tone, number one, but secondly, that this is something affecting all Canadians. And so really the fight is not amongst us to divide us is to come together and so to teach kids those critical thinking skills of when you know when you have issues in life do not go turn to scapegoating do not turn to uh, hurting other people to dehumanizing them but rather see what the root of the issue is I think these are skill sets that are lacking amongst the groups putting up these posters um, they're, they're maybe they're feeling lost in terms of what are the answers and sadly to them violence and separation and segregation makes more sense to them than, than unifying. So I want to teach kids that and to know that their stories matter, that their identities matter. They should have no shame in who they are, their, you know, their multifaceted identities, that these things are protected under our human rights code, and most people do believe in that. I'm very happy to see the response from all kinds of communities. There was also some posters and you didn't put up uh, that were different but similar themes. And, and I think the more we make sure that we don't just take them off and ignore that this is happening um, is very important. 
It is. Annie, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. You take care. You too.